Good morning and happy Monday! I'm Monica Wofford and this is your Monday Moment. Three bad choices you've probably made in leadership. Now, very little else will stress a leader more than receiving notice that HR has been called and an investigation begun on them. Panic can set in fast. Doer of wrong or complete angel, no matter which one, in those moments a leader is faced with a few decisions. However, the only one that helps is compliance. Just such a story came to my attention this week when a fellow leader was facing trumped up charges of supposed harassment. Nothing had happened other than three team members banding together to remove a leader that held them accountable. Could it have been prevented? Likely not. But the story reminded me of choices leaders make long before such a claim is stated that could change the future of their employment. In the case of the story mentioned, this leader lost his or her job and a long-time position because three employees colluded on the same issue, using the same line or rhetoric, having learned just what to say to HR, and HR being afraid of possible repercussions. They played it safe, as many companies do, and three against one means the leader loses. Today's Monday Moment dives in to not one, but three choices you've probably made that will not serve you well in these kinds of cases. The first choice you might make, though inadvertently, is to disregard subtlety. Those who might claim or label as natural-born leaders are often extroverted by nature as well. And while I'm not a believer in only one personality being able to be a leader, that's baloney, the extroverted tendencies do change conversation dynamics. Those who are expressive or extroverted and in positions of leadership have a tendency to miss subtlety. Due to the way they communicate, they often look for similar kinds of reactions or responses from team members. They look for communication that's direct, spoken or written, and spelled out with an action item, if most had their preference. However, there's an entire population who are not expressive and who process internally. The internal processors or introverts are much more skilled in subtlety, and their frustration as to why extroverts don't get it is just as high as the extroverts fuming over how they missed so much subtle transmission of information. In the case of harassment or hostile work environment or allegations of your leadership making someone else feel bullied or uncomfortable, these conversations can be awkward. The more awkward the topic, the more subtle introverts will get and the louder extroverts will grow. Put an extrovert in a position of power and an introvert on the receiving end of what feels like inappropriate treatment and no communication is actually happening. The leader is looking for the employee to say he or she is uncomfortable. The employee is waiting for the leader to figure it out. (laughs) When leaders miss subtlety and in fact don't figure out how their behavior impacts others, Employees will at times feel no other option 
than to report their feelings and perceptions to human resources or someone else they feel will listen. When a leader, a boss, or a person with a position of authority misses subtlety or ignores it, this mistake will cause much more frequent cases of feeling blindsided. The second choice you've likely already made, though can be fixed, is to stop learning. Whether you're new to leadership or been a leader for many a decade, there's always something new to learn about the people you have the privilege of leading and the process. Stop learning and you stop gathering new information. Stop gathering new information and you'll find yourself at some point faced with the reality that what used to work now isn't. And the respect you used to have is now non-existent. You'll also find that as a tenured leader, a lack of learning or new intel on a regular basis makes the position seem routine, even boring. And working with people should instead feel as if it is ever-changing, because they are. Always. Leaders who stop learning start leading on autopilot. Leaders who look for constant learning find out more about their team members. They may learn more about likes and dislikes or preferences. They may learn what offends them and what doesn't or what mood they need to be in to result in either selection. They may learn why one person reacts in one way while another reacts in quite another. They may find misinformation or inadvertent exaggerations of data on a report or covering of one employee ooh, for the actions of another. It's when we get complacent in positions of leadership that the temptation for employees to use that to their advantage grows exponentially. 10% of employees will never take the opportunity to use that information. 80% will consider it, depending on a number of circumstances, and 10% look for and relish the chance, jump on it, the moment the opportunity presents itself. The same numbers are said to be true of shoplifters, ironically, and the potential for stealing. When you stop learning as a leader in your office and among the team you lead, you open the proverbial cash register and take your chances with people who have the potential for stealing. You're the leader. The position isn't always easy. They don't need to be stealing your reputation, nor your position or responsibility. But remember, the position doesn't run on autopilot, ever. Leadership bears a resemblance to parenting, and that's never over. But it also shoulders the responsibility of always being willing to learn how to do it better and different, or more effectively for those you have the privilege of leading, which also includes, at times, your own senior management. But that third choice you may have, again inadvertently, already made in situations such as these, is to lean on friendships. Now making friends at work is never a bad option. Leaning on those friendships between leader and team member or making assumptions that those friendships are subject to the same standard of an out-of-the-office friendship is dangerous. 
When it comes to difficult scenarios, opportunities to get an advantage or protection of one's livelihood, employees and leaders alike can turn into a mama lion protecting her cubs on a moment's notice. The friends you make at work, especially those you have the privilege of leading, are held to a higher standard. There are still needed boundaries. There is still a needed level of awareness of behavioral impact and how things you say as the leader land on others. What we may assume or rely on in social relationships is certainly different in workplace friendships. Too much is at stake and too many opportunities to take advantage in a hierarchical system exist. This is not to say that everyone is prone to stab you in the back and no leader should ever have any real friends at the office. But it is to say that a leader who fails to see the difference and fails to set effective boundaries may get caught up in what is quite a surprise harassment charge from those he or she thought were his or her friends. The truth is no leader is perfect. And we've all made mistakes and bad choices, even at the office. Heck, we've made a lot of them. You've likely even made one of these three. But be aware, as these have become much more dangerous to your position. The challenge is times have changed and sensitivities have risen. The mistakes we could make in recent decades would now result in immediate termination. The results we could make or the cautions we thought we needed now include much more awareness of emerging trends in sexual orientation, types of harassment, and what now defines hostile, exactly, work environment. Leadership has taken on a new level of conscious awareness needed and a new level of pressure and responsibility. Now, these mistakes are now more costly than ever and continue to make the case of no longer leading without pretty constant awareness, but also without the use or aid of that, let's just call it an autopilot button. Now, are you ready to take the Become a Better Leader Challenge? Each Monday moment shares the Become a Better Leader Challenge relevant to that week's topic. Now, this week, your challenge is to examine your choices in these three areas. Are there team members that you treat like friends who really need boundaries? Are there areas where you think you've learned enough? Hmm. Are there signs of pending problems that you need to ask your subtle reading colleagues, those who do it better, to help you interpret? You're on your way and you're ready to become that better leader by Monday. I'm Monica Wofford, and that's your Monday moment. We'll see you next Monday, and in the meantime, have a great week, and of course, stay contagious.